wherever you are, it's midnight somewhere. It's always midnight somewhere. You're listening to Pulp Fury Radio, broadcasting directly from the airwaves right to your brainwaves. As always, I am your eternal hostess, the librarian. Tonight's escape from the everyday comes from the melody of life. A story filled with music and mystery, accompanied by crime and the crescendo of death. So be sure to lock your doors and dim the lights as Pulp Fury Radio presents for your listening pleasure Jazz Noir, the music of murder. Good evening, all you night owls and hip cats. Welcome to Open Mic Night here at the Memphis Blue. Tonight we have one slick cat. You regulars here know him, and those of you still wet behind the ears are about to get an education in cool. Birds and bees, please welcome to the stage, Mr. Felix Phoenix. Good evening. Give it up for your house band, the Naked Flames. All right, let's keep it low and steady. Ready? Let's jam. Sit right back and let me sling this groove, a little poem to set the mood. Fearless Felix Phoenix is the name, the bebop beatnik private dick who keeps it slick. This jam is about my latest caper, a case so big it made the papers. But the full story isn't in the print. <laughs> no way, Jack. Those are the cliff notes in this. This is the hardback. So drink your wine and enjoy your beer while I take the time to bend your ear. A true story of crime here, live at the Memphis Blue. A tale of lies, secrets, and a love so true. A tattooed dame in trouble and those who scorned her. In a story I call the music of murder. This first stanza is called Ships Crashing in the Night. Good morning, Gertie. Yeah, ain't it just a peach? The usual, please. You mean toast and jam to start and then toast and jam again every hour? Just enough of an order to not get your skinny butt kicked out? Bad usual? Then coffee. Black. Like those shining black pearls you call eyes. Fine. Go get your usual booth. Coffee's brewing. Leroy, toast and jam! Is that Felix? Yeah, who else? I'm mad. It'll be out in a jiffy. You expecting anyone today? Gertie, the wonderful thing about life is that you never know what's waiting just around the corner. Today is always the difference between yesterday and tomorrow. I take that as a no, then. That's a c'est la vie, mon chéri. Yeah, don't stop bringing that Mexican talk in here. Actually, it's a... Uh, uh, do you have the morning papers in yet? Yeah. One of each? Like I said, the usual. Order up! Give me something harder. Here, hand the papers. Mere treasure, Gertie. A shining star glinting in a city of smog and cheap regrets. Sure I am. You ever find anything in those newspapers? All the time. If it's happening in this city, someone's reporting on it. And this city is always happening. Uh-huh. You ever check the job ads? 
Maybe the real estate papers for a proper office. I'd miss out on seeing you every morning. Not a chance. Lucky me. See you in an hour with jam and toast. The Daily Sun has a feature about a guy with the world's largest toothpick collection. Better not miss that one. So, so then the penguin says, that's not a salad fork. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't get it. Welcome to Gertie's Grill. Are you here for coffee, breakfast, or a private detective? Excuse me? Never mind. Sit wherever you like. I'll be with you in a moment. Hey, Felix. It's time to go, buddy. Hmm? I hate to break it to you, Leroy, but it's nine, and you're up until ten. That's what it says on the door. But I got a date tonight, so I'm closing up early. Well, then give me the keys. I'll lock up for you. You really think you're gonna get a caller at this hour? Leroy, old pal, you may close early, but my office is open to Madam Fate until 10 p.m. Well, all right. We're only serving coffee and cold drinks anyway. Just don't touch my grill. And remember to give the door an extra tug. It sticks. Got it. Good luck, you old hound dog. Shit, Felix. Like, I need luck to get lucky. <laughs> That's new. Hey, hey, let me help you. You right there, miss? I find Felix, Felix, Felix. Well, that's me, doll. But help me, help me. With a crash she came, this unknown dame who knew my name. If I'd ever met her with a face like hers, I was sure I'd remember. She was a wild one, clearly distinct, pierced and inked, looking salty smooth and bittersweet. She was groggy, but I got her to her feet. Her head was bloody, but we made it down the street, up to my apartment, home sweet home, a quiet little place, unnoticed and unknown. I'd have gone to the hospital, but the thing is, you see, She'd driven to me, not the emergency. So I laid her in bed, called up a doctor friend, had her patched, and then let her sleep like the dead. She woke at first light with a start and a fright. When she'd calmed down, I got straight to last night. This next stanza is called The Painted Girl. Hey now, take it easy there, kitty cat. Where am I? Who the fuck are you? Settle down, doll. You'll bust a stitch. The name's Felix Phoenix. This is my place. You came crashing into the side of my office last night, high as a kite. Oh, right. Th things are kind of a blur after I got in the car. I called a doctor friend. She patched you up and changed your clothes, if you were wondering. I don't undress a dame that doesn't ask first. What about the car? If they find it, they could find me. I parked the car in the garage. You're safe as houses here, kitten. I appreciate it. Uh, 
My head's swimming. Doc gave me these pills to give to you. She said she doesn't know what you were on, but it looks like you'll have a headache for a while due to the cut. Thanks again. I didn't mean to freak you out there. You're in a strange room, in a strange bed, in strangers' clothes. Freaking out seems reasonable to me. Smoke? Sure. So what's your name? I could stick to a kitty cat, but you seem to already know me. I might as well even the score. Rhea Smith. And I don't know you. Not really. We've never met before. Oh, I know that. I'd surely remember meeting you. You've still got to rest a bit, but if you could lay out what happened to you last night, that'd be golden. Let's start with how you know me. You know a guy called Dale Grisman? And the name rings a faint bell. What about Wahoo? Ah, that does it. I almost forgot Wahoo had a real name. I haven't seen him in years. How do you know him? I've been going with Dale for a few years now. He's the most stable guy I've ever gone with. We moved in together a few months back. More than just playing house, you know. It was real. Last night, I came home, and the second I was through the door, I knew something was wrong, even before... before I saw him. Laying on the floor, shot dead. That's when someone jumped me. Stuck a needle of something in my neck, but like I said, I was already on edge, so I managed to push them off and bolt. They had already dosed me with part of whatever it was, so I was running and shit started getting blurry. My hands and feet were numb, but I remembered what Dale used to say about you and that you weren't far from our place. I got to the car and that's all I remember. I can't believe I made it, even if I did crash. What did he say, Wahoo, Dale, uh, about me? He said that out of everyone in Old Town, you could always be trusted if I got into trouble. My reputation precedes me, then. No, he said you were too dumb to double-cross anyone. Oh. No, shit. That's not right. I can't think straight. He said, okay, he, he said you were too singular in thought to ever be two-faced. I didn't get exactly what that meant, but the name stuck. And that shitty diner you hang at. Hey, now. Offend a man's intelligence all you like, but don't disparage his dives, you dig? Deal. So, who do you think killed him? I don't know. Everyone liked Wahoo. The man did play a mean set of keys, that's true fact. All he had to do was hear a song once and he'd know how to play it. If that isn't a man born to jam, then no one is. Think on it, though. Was there anyone he crossed paths with who might have wanted him hurt? Or to hurt you by hurting him? Anything at all? No. Dale works all over town, playing where he can like every other jazz player out there, but he never mentioned anyone being mad at him. As for me, I'm, I'm no one in this city. You on junk? No. You're scratching. It's just a new tattoo. I did it myself. Look, I party, I get high, and I get stoned, but I'm no junkie. That's just what every junker says. I, I'm not on junk. Okay, I believe. One last question, then. The $10,000 question. Why'd you come to me and not the police? The police? I crashed my car and passed out, so you helped me. A cop's gonna think I'm wasted and toss me in the drunk tank. You'd be safe in a drunk tank. Until the next morning, when they find Dale and pin it on me. Another domestic death in Old Town. No one's gonna care about that. You think they'd bother with a murder investigation? 
You don't put a lot of faith in justice there, doll. Faith is for nuns. If this life has taught me anything, it's that you only get what you can take. I won't argue there. All right then, Ms. Rhea Smith. I'll take your case. I don't have a lot of money. Dale and me were pretty much broke all the time. A jazz man and an ink scratcher, but I've got a little stashed at home. This one's pro bono. Huh? On the house. For Wahoo. Someone kills the best key man in this city, they've got a lot to answer for. Where do we start? Give me your address. I need to visit the scene and get a clue on who wanted him down. I can show you myself. I work alone, sugar. Always have. I I'm not going to sit here twiddling my fucking thumbs waiting. I want to go with you so I know the second you do who did this to him. People will miss Dale's plane. They'll miss Wahoo. I might be the only one who's going to miss the man himself. I want answers. All right. All right. All right. But you follow my lead and do what I say, capiche? Deal. We went out onto the street and hailed a cab, and she took me to the place where they killed her man. The old part of Old Town, the wrong side of the wrong side of the tracks. Warehouses and smokestacks, blue collars and bent backs. A place for low hopes and honest hearts. A bohemia in the dark. Pool halls and card sharks. Speakeasy, low and sleazy, dirty and greasy. We pull up to the curb, her expression perturbed, so she leads on to the front door without another word. She didn't see the car, but I don't miss a beat. Staked out across the street with the driver waiting in the front seat. Maybe it's dumb to tempt fate, but it's been my experience in this existence that the best way to close a trap is to take the bait. This stanza is called The Moose. Well, this is us. 310. If you want a minute first, I can hang out here. Take a drag. I don't want to be alone in there. All right, then. So this is where you've jungled up. I can dig. He's... The, the body is over there, by the couch. We'll get there. First, I want to be clear on something. You said you were sure something was up as soon as you opened the door. What clued you in? His desk. Dale didn't need much space for his music. He remembered so much and was so neat and organized. I've never seen a single sheet out of place on that desk, but look. They're all shuffled and scattered. And then you saw him. I called out to him, told him I was home. You think the cliché, honey, I'm home, is stupid until you have someone to say it to. Then it means the world. I catch that. I'm gonna go look him over, see what there is to see. Okay. I'll get some clothes and things. Good call, kitten. You might not be back here for a long time. She walked to the bedroom, keeping a stiff upper lip, but her shaking hand showed that she was losing her grip. I crouched by the man laying on the ground. They roughed him up before putting him down. A tidy mess. Face bruised on his right side, a cut on his left, a bloodstain spread from one hole in his head and two in his chest. Not just killed, but eliminated. 
cool, calm, and calculated. Whoever did the shooting landed both shots right in the ten ring, so I could be sure of one thing. The killer was a pro who could make a gun sing. I closed his eyes and searched his pockets. Nothing but a pen, a matchbook, and a docket. I took a moment, said farewell, just as I heard footsteps coming up the stairwell. Are you done? I need a moment to say goodbye. Stay in the bedroom, Rhea. Someone's coming. You could have knocked. Who the fuck are you? Fearless Felix Phoenix. <laughs> fuck off and you don't get hurt. Likewise, friend. Maybe you didn't hear me. That's alright. My friend here doesn't say much, but he still gets the point across. Now fucking run your skinny ass home. That's a shiny knife. I guess you never used it then. I've had enough of you. Walk or bleed. I don't give a fuck which it is. Again, the feeling's mutual. Fine. You know that old saying, down to a T, you can't hit what you can't see. The big moose comes swinging at me, but I duck him and dodge him one, two, three. I ain't no Fraser and I ain't no Ali. Slinging words, not fists, is my cup of tea. So I switch the switchblade from him to me, then I trip him with a tip and a tap to his knee. Built like a brick shit house, he crumbles like a shit brick house. The moose is a mouse and I send him south with just a little rough house. The rough get going when the going gets rough, so to keep the moose from going, I get him cuffed. Chained to the radiator, held in place, thinking maybe now we could talk. Face to face. What the hell is this? Let me go! Well, not till you calm down and tell me what I want to know. Now, are you going to talk? <sighs> Why would I talk? You got nothing. Well, I, I do have your knife. But not the balls to use it. True. Violence isn't my kind of tune. Mind you, she doesn't have balls. But I'm betting she'd love the chance to cut up the moose who shot up her man. That would be satisfying. Hey, I didn't shoot anyone. I actually believe him. And what if I don't care? I didn't kill nobody. And this bitch is coming with me. You can call me bitch to my face. Mm. See, so long as you're chained to that radiator, I think you're the only bitch here, so I'd start talking. I ain't saying a thing. I got one hand free, and I'll tear your damn throat out the second you get anywhere near me. I suppose we call the police, then. What? The police, the bulls, the brass. 5-0. See, I'm betting that, uh, based on your cheap suit and shoes, that you're a pretty low-level scumbag. The kind they'd tell to watch the door of a place they really didn't think Miss Smythe had come back to. Hell, they didn't even give you a gun. So, if I call the cops, then whoever hired you will know you screwed the pooch. And, uh, I'd say you're much more scared of them than you are of either of us. <laughs> I'm taking that as a yes. What do you want to know? That a boy. First up, who hired you? I can't. They'll kill me. I know that. But if you talk, it'll just be our little secret. You dig? Or I can pick up the phone. Okay, okay, okay. It was Valentine. Directly? 
No, through contact. Who? I don't know. It's like you said. I'm new. They just dropped an envelope with this address and a photo. You see how easy that was? Now, tell me, why'd they kill Wahoo? Who? Well, the, the stiff on the floor, who'd you think? The hell should I know? Rhea, how long are your legs? Long enough. <laughs> Ouch. Seems like her legs are longer than your arms. So, does a stiletto boot to the balls help you remember? <laughs> I don't know why. Honestly, they don't tell me shit. Uh, for now, let's assume I believe that. Last question. You're almost there. Why do they want her? I don't know. They just paid me to watch the place and call if she came back. But you didn't do that, did you? I thought I could make a name for myself if I brought her in on my own. Valentine's operation's grown. He's gonna need people like me. Yes, I'm sure there's plenty of room for a flat bald blabbermouth in his crime syndicate. Oh, fuck you. I'm gonna... You're gonna what, you piece of shit? What are you gonna do? Jesus, get this crazy bitch away from me. I could try. What's in it for me? Who killed Dale? Who? Oh, you are not quick on the uptake, friendo. My boyfriend, the man you fuckers killed. I don't know who, I swear. Please, don't let her shoot me. See, I believe you. But it's not me you need to convince. I swear, miss, I swear, I don't know. They just told me to watch the door and see if you were dumb enough to come back, honestly. I think he's tapped, Rhea. He's going to tell his boss he never saw you, and that'll be that. Radio? Sure, sure. What choice do I have? Fine. Sorry about your balls. Turns out she's more bad cop than I thought, but eh, what do you expect? She's grieving. <laughs> Fucking psychotic cunt. Sleep, you big moose. Alright, kitty cat, I let you tag along. Now what the hell was that about? Giving a guy a shot in the pills is one thing, but you looked set to pollock the walls with him. Where'd you even get a gun? It's mine. A woman needs to be able to protect herself, especially when she's being led into a trap and used as, as a- bait? Yeah, I knew someone would be waiting, but I was in that trap with you. You're still a son of a bitch. Maybe Wahoo was right, and I am singular in thought. So- Right now, all I'm thinking about is solving his murder. No matter what or who it takes. Right on beat there, kitten. All right. Good then. Good. Because I don't need this good cop, bad cop routine breaking my rhythm. What about him? I'll call the bulls anyway. Throw them the first bone so I can call in a favor if I need it. Who's this Valentine he said he worked for? Huh. You know, I just realized we interrogated a man on an empty stomach. You wanna go get breakfast? Are you serious? Come on. You gotta eat, and I gotta buy a pig some bacon. No. Sit in the booth behind me, kitty cat. Listen in from there. You know what? I'm getting real sick of you telling me what to do without explaining anything. Why aren't we going after this Valentine bastard? This is how we play the game. You don't take a swing at the king without moving the pawns first. 
Trust me, it'll make sense in a bit, but right now, you need to sit and keep a low profile. Order something you haven't eaten since we met. I really can't tell if you're full of shit or just... Shut Sit, eat, listen. Oh, fearless Phoenix. You know I must be psychic because I started to get a headache the second the phone rang, even before I knew it was you. Now why would you be such a downer saying a thing like that when I come bearing gifts? Morning, gentlemen. What'll it be? Grand Slam. Extra bacon to go. Thank you, ma'am. I'm just coffee. Black. Sure thing. Back in a gif. A gift. You know the gift's meant to be free, right, Felix? Whatever you got, I already know you want something for it, so just cut to the chase. You're getting quick in your old age, Arnold. I need everything you know about Valentine. Uh Uh-huh. And for that I get... A body in Old Town, and the first scumbag I can connect to it. Old Town? (laughs) I'm one break away from making the Major Case Squad, and you want me to go diving for pearls in Old Town? You're thinking of all this backwards, detective. The Stiff is a well-loved member of the community downtown. You bust this one open and you'll have the respect and admiration of every townie out there. You'll be a man of the people, a hero they can trust, a light in the dark. A sucker with a badge. (laughs) But I get your angle. A body in the perp in one afternoon looks great for my clearance rating. All right. I'll play. Mostly because we don't know a damn thing. I'll take whatever you got. (sighs) Valentine. Shit. I remember when crooks used to use their real names, like the old mob families did. The Stroletti family, the Fontaines. Now it's all code names and ciphers, like it's a a damn comic book or something. So the city's finest still don't know who he is. We'll get there. Don't you worry about that. Valentine's only been operating for six months or so, but he's made some decent moves on the drug trade. He's small, but growing. The best angle we ever got was when someone managed to draw a line between the Valentine myth and Frankie Carnett. Frankie Carnett? The schlub that owns the Silverlight Lounge. Yeah, that's the guy. You wouldn't think it to look at him, but there was enough of a connection to go take a look. It didn't pan out, though. The organized crime unit put him under surveillance, which got nothing, so they put out a wiretap on his home phone, and they got zero there, too. What about the Silverlight? Yeah, some of Valentine's known goons hang out there, but Carnet's never there at the same time. We thought there might be some goings-on inside, so they tapped the place. They even had an undercover going as a waitress. All for nothing. The guy's clean, Felix. Well, at least as far as the evidence goes. Only a newborn's clean, detective. Here's the address. The body is one Dale Grisman. The moose who shot him is cuffed to the radiator. Says he works for Valentine at... Well, at least that's what he said after he kicked himself in the balls. <laughs> no kidding, huh? Well, I'm guessing you want to be kept in on the loop on this one, right? Here you are, sir. A Grand Slim, extra bacon, and a black coffee. Thank you, ma'am. Felix here's got the bill. Well, you feed me and I'll feed you. Deal? Sure, sure, sure. Just don't screw me on this one and we'll be fine. Val, if I ever wanted to screw you, you'd have to buy me dinner first. <laughs> Later, Felix. Hey, don't fuck up. You hear all that, kitty cat? Yeah, I heard. I told you, no cop cares about anyone from Old Town. Bell's a good cop. It's not his fault the system makes him jump hoops. 
He's going to be looking for you when he finds out the moose didn't do it. Sorry to turn the heat up on you like that, but I need someone in the bullpen on my side. The Silver Light Lounge. Dale's been playing there lately. He was really excited about it. I'll head there next, see what I can stir up, but it'd help if I knew what they wanted with you. What do you mean? These people don't want you dead. They want you caught, so you either have or know something they want. I don't have or know anything. If you don't tell me, I can't help you, kitten. There's nothing to tell. I never heard of this valentine or any of this. You either know something, or they have a damn good reason to think you do. Have I given you any reason not to trust me? Trust is built. It doesn't come pre-made from a lack of betrayal. Go back to my apartment. Keep out of sight. I can't have you with me when I go right to the people who might be looking for you. What, now that I'm not your bait, you're just going to keep me locked up like a Disney damsel? Do whatever you want if you like. Do what I tell you if you want to still be breathing tomorrow. I didn't make it rain, doll. I'm just offering you an umbrella. You don't have a gun, do you? Every detective I've ever seen has a gun. That's been my experience, that anyone that relies on a piece is a lost lamb without it. So I don't carry. The trio of dodge, charm, and disarm is more my speed. So I saw. You took that guy's knife so fast he didn't even know about it. The most dangerous thing I ever dodged was the draft. Everything after that has been a cinch. Get home. Rest up and stay down. Fine. Good luck, Felix. Where are we going? The Silverlight Lounge. I couldn't really blame her for her reckless behavior. The girl was a free spirit in life to live it. Not one used to being held down by going the long way around. I knew I'd have to be back fast, knowing she wouldn't last. Sitting alone while time just passed and she had a revenge itch to scratch. I got to the silver light. They were closed till two, but from inside came a smooth torch tune. A drummer drummed and a singer crooned. Through an alleyway, I found a door at the back, locked up tight, but easy to crack. Slid inside and slipped on a face that said, I belong, and snuck up to the stage where the crooner sang her song. A swanky place, all red velvet and lace, lounges and liquor, crystal and sparkle, shimmer and shine, like fool's gold, sold for prime. The way she sang filled the air with perfume, a blonde bombshell, a shape in a drape swaying by a grand piano in the middle of the room. This stanza is called The Wild Rose. Whenever you're ready, Rose. Ready. There's a place out in Burn Street By the corner record store Where I found love for the first time Where the man I truly adore His golden hound is what drew me I came on foot to give it a pass, but the main is what threw me. We got a drink and started a chat. The next thing I know, we're deep in passion throws. Sang- 
embrace an earthquake Every goodbye a heartache And every hello a new spark Andre, who is that? Whoever he is, he was just leaving. Actually, I think I'll stay for a bit. The name's Felix Phoenix, private investigator. Hear about a bandmate of yours, Miss... Wild. Rose Wild. It's all right, Andre. Come to my dressing room, Mr. Phoenix. We'll talk there. See, Andre, told you I'd be staying. You just watch it around Miss Carnet, you hear? Come on. We don't keep the missus waiting. Of course, but this is something of a private matter. You understand if I want you to wait outside, Andre? No, Mrs. Carnett doesn't leave my sight. Do you understand? It's all right. Let him in, Andre, and close the door. Yes, Mrs. Carnett. Thank you. And I've told you, here I miss Wild. There's a good man, Andre. Nice signet ring, by the way. Classic, classy. I dig. Can I offer you a drink, Mr. Phoenix? Sure. Tequila with a cube of sugar. Ms. Wild, huh? <laughs> Rose Wild. It's a stage name. One I'll never get off the ground if people don't stop calling me Mrs. Carnett. Here, I'll trade you the drink for a light. Sure thing, Ms. Wild. So, you're married to Frankie Carnett, the owner? Yes. Happily married for a year now. You know, this place used to be a drive-in theater. He turned this place around just for me. How romantic. <laughs> yes. But you didn't come here for romance, did you, Mr. Phoenix? No. But with a voice like yours, I'll bet it comes up often. <laughs> and a charmer, too. You know, I believe that the chivalrous knights of old would have been detectives in this day and age. So, what can I do for you, detective? You know a cat called Dale Grisman, also known as... Wahoo? Of course. What can you tell me about him? Quiet guy, hell of a pianist. A regular key man caught a bad case of shingles and was laid out for a month, but the show must go on, as I'm sure you know. Everyone we talked to said we should hire Wahoo. Said he was perfect for what we do here. Play torch songs? Plenty of key players can do that blindfolded. <laughs> it's not as simple as that. So educate me. Do you know what beauty is, Mr. Phoenix? I'm sure you get told a lot. <laughs> Many people say that beauty is fleeting, but they have it backwards. 
Whatever is fleeting is beautiful, Mr. Phoenix. The starry sky is beautiful because it will be gone by daybreak. Sunsets are but seconds. A youthful face will wear an age. Firm skin, soft hair, curves, muscle, it all goes. And because it goes, we love it. We cherish and treasure it while it remains. The music here is like that. We don't record, we don't do encores or second performances. The musicians in our employ are given a lyric sheet. They have to write and memorize the piece before we go on stage at 11. It can be a grueling task, not just the workload, but to let go of something you've worked on. But that's the way it is here. The music is alive here, and so it must end. And Wahoo fit that perfectly. He excelled. The music he wrote for this one piece, A Horse Rides at Midnight, was remarkable. Between my voice and his playing, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. When did you last see him? A week ago. Wahoo was one of the best players we've had here at the Silverlight. But a regular man got better, and a house band is like a family. You don't kick your brother out of the house just because you have better friends. Last week. And you've not seen him since? No. Why? Is he missing? Yes. That's terrible. Are you sure he didn't just leave town? Jazz musicians can be a bit flaky after all, and I know his lady had some issues with drugs and such, so maybe she had enemies. Maybe. I'm looking into it. You don't know where he might have gone? No. He only ever talked about music or his girl. I'm sorry I couldn't be a more help detective, but if there's nothing else, I really have to get back to rehearsal. No, I'm all out of questions. Thanks for your time. And the drink. <laughs> I'll put your name on the door for tonight, if you like. Just make sure you come through the front door this time. Will do. Thanks, Ms. Wild. Andre, always a pleasure. <sighs> heel, Andre, heel. Rose Wild, a class act wrapped in white satin looking like platinum. The place was a dead end. At least that's how it seemed. While her story was nice, something didn't fit to me. Her bodyguard was on edge, ready to crack heads, but what kind of trouble did he expect in a classy place with high cred? Could he be Valentine's guy? Muscle keeping an eye on his precious wife while she reached for the sky? Maybe. But that twist wasn't my responsibility, and it wasn't my place to shake the tree. I had one more place to investigate, hoping to get the story straight. The victim had matches and a receipt to the kerosene bar just off the main beat. Another cab ride through our city fair, and ten minutes later, I was there. Afternoon, Slick. Afternoon. What can I get you? Tequila with a cube of sugar. And a little light info if you have it. Oh, yeah? What kind of, uh, information? I was wondering if you saw a friend of mine. Dale goes by Wahoo to most. Quiet cat. Will look real out of place in a scene like this. Was here two days ago, around six. Depends. I, uh, I work for tips, you know. That goes for drinks and for chat. No doubt. There's the tip for the drink, and same again if you recall anything. Thank you, sir. Honestly, I, I wouldn't remember the guy if his woman hadn't joined him. Woman? Yeah. A tall, leggy blonde, looking like she just rolled out of a pinup calendar. She came in 
and turned every head along the way. Looked kind of nervous. You'd think she'd be used to the attention. Uh, anyway, she goes over and sits at the table with the skinny guy, and everyone loses interest. Figures she's spoken for. This blonde. She have a big gorilla in a suit with her? Uh, yeah, yeah. Not at first. Uh, he showed up maybe ten minutes later, and she left with him as soon as he arrived. Big Galoot didn't even make an order. Don't suppose you saw another woman with him. Dark hair with a bit of blue, lots of tattoos. Mm, no, not that I saw. Thanks a bunch. You've been a big help. Keep the change. Thanks. Anytime. The picture was starting to take shape, and friends, you know it didn't look great. Seems Rose had given her brute the slip and come to the bar to meet the kid, maybe his friends, maybe a romantic tryst. Either way, Wahoo was caught with the little miss. No kidding, Carnet was the jealous type. Who else had hired a man to follow their wife? A jealous husband had his wife's lover hit. Didn't seem like Wahoo, but the shoe fit. That is, of course, for one little bit. Rhea. Why go after her? Because she walked in on the murder? She didn't even know who'd shot him dead. Still, it made sense to see her as a loose thread. I felt bad for her. She really was in love. A true believer. And now I had to tell her that her man was a cheater. This stanza is called Black, White, and Red All Over. No. I don't believe it. It's a downer, but that's where we're at. Dale wouldn't do that. He wasn't the kind. This is where the evidence took me. Believe what you like. Then I believe you're wrong. Say you're right and Carnet had him killed for... for talking to his wife. What about me? You walked in on the scene, so he thinks you're a witness. Really, it all depends on the moose. If Carnet is smart, he'll have the guy confess with a phony motive, then either take care of him while he's in prison, or take care of him while he's in prison. A few days pass, and Valentine will realize you don't know who did kill Dale, so then you're not a problem anymore, and you'll be free as a bird. It's bullshit, though. He loved me. I know he did. Following cheaters is my bread and butter, and I'd say most cheaters love the one they're cheating on. I'm sorry, Rhea, I am. Sometimes the truth is ugly. The truth will set you free, baby doll, and then you find out how comforting those chains were. You're welcome to stay here if you've got nowhere else to go, and we'll see what happens. You're wrong, Felix. Don't you feel it? Sorry, kitten, but feelings don't matter when there's no proof. That's real sad. You know that? Yeah, I know it. So that's it for you? You know who did it and why, and you're just calling it quits? Carnet ordered it, but I don't know who the trigger man was. And unless someone is willing to talk, there's no way we'll know for sure. I'll see what breaks the surface, but otherwise finding the truth here would be like trying to dig in the ocean. What, so I hide away while a killer walks free? And you ask why I have no faith in justice. You're scratching again. I know. The tattoo doesn't even itch anymore, but I still scratch it. What does it say, anyway? I don't date musicians. It's the first thing I ever said to Dale. It was like a joke. 
I was going to put part of a song he wrote next to it, you know, our past and present side by side. That's crazy. It's romantic. That's what I said. He had a knack for remembering things people said to him, whereas I forgot people's names before I'm even done saying hello. Soon as I get an ink gun, I'm still going to add his song. It's his last song now. Well, that's a nice way to remember him, if that's what you want. He didn't cheat. This Valentine fuck killed him for no reason. Maybe. He wouldn't be the first jealous man to get violent over nothing. I've got needles in my eyes, kid, and uh, I'm going to catch a catnap. Sure. I guess the job's over for you now. I might go cry myself to sleep. See if that helps. Good night, Felix. Good morning, Gertie. If it's so good, why are you here? Ow! Like a razor, that wit of yours. The usual, thanks. Got the papers yet, Gertie? They're on your so-called desk. Make yourself useful and disappear in the corner. Your wish is my command. Felix! What's happening? Nothing I can't handle. How'd your dig go? Let's just say she got the midnight special. Thanks for covering for me. He covered what now? Nothing. Nothing. Can I get some coffee here, Gertie? The morning passed, noon and afternoon passed, and not a peep from my contacts. Clearly I had the score set straight. Old Wahoo'd been staying out late, taking Rose for a date while the little woman waits. And then... Felix, it's ten. We're closing. Pay up and get out. Did you see this thing in the paper, Gertie? No. Pay me, then go away. It's the evening edition. Uh, apparently there was a shooting at Burns and Bassett last night. Two dead. Steve Bassett and his secretary, Laura Finley. Two dead lawyers? Sounds like a good start. No, they, they were accountants, bookkeepers, record men. Oh, sorry, Gertie, I, I got a jet. Y you haven't paid for anything. Put it on my tab! Great, now he's got a tab. Rhea! Rhea! What? What is it? You said you were thinking about getting a tattoo of the last song Wahoo wrote. Yes? Well, how do you know what it was? He wrote it down. That's how I knew it was special. He almost never wrote anything down. I've got it in my jacket. Here. A horse rides at midnight. This is it, Kitten. This is what? E everything. I gotta go. Sit tight. You're, you're doing that thing again where you don't explain any thing. I ran down the stairs and into a cab and thought about how stupid I am. It was right there and it just didn't click. Stupid, handsome Felix had missed quite the trick. Ahead, the silver light shone high like a beacon in the mist. And, true to her word, Rose had my name on the list. Just let me go
We're going to take a break now and then we'll be back with more. Till then, keep it wild. Oh, great set, Rose. Thanks, Donnie. Rose, you're breaking my heart out here. Thank you, darling, but only love can break your heart. Then it must be love. Come on, have a drink. <laughs> In a few, hon. I've got to go freshen up. Oh, how could any man wake that long? Why don't you go back to your table, Mac? Andre, please, I need my fans. I'm going to my dressing room now. I'll be right back. Tough crowd. Mr. Phoenix, sneaking into a woman's dressing room seems a little scandalous, even for you. I suppose it does, but I just couldn't keep away. You're bold. I like that. Fortune favors the bold. I don't think fortune is on my side tonight. I missed the start of your song, I'm afraid. The end was quite something, though. Sad. Something tells me you like the sad songs. Drink, Mr. Phoenix? Tequila and a cube of sugar, was it? Sure. So, to what do I owe the pleasure? I just came to ask you one question. Hmm, and what might that be? Who writes your songs? Who write... Who writes them? I... Whatever concerns you about that... I'm clever. How clever? Clever enough, just not fast. Didn't hit me till I saw it in the paper here. There is no Burns Street in this city, but there is a firm called Burns and Bassett. Accountants, or you could call them record keepers. You sang the words, a record store on Burns Street, but meant Burns Record Store. A hound to be put down, like, for instance, a Bassett hound. Then the message was clear. Put Steve Bassett and his secretary down, like a dog and a hound. The songs are how Valentine's been getting orders out to his men, while remaining totally hidden, right there in plain sight. So what did Bassett know? Because I'm swinging that he did some money laundering for Valentine and got the dangerous idea to air that laundry. I don't know. I swear, I never know. They just give me the words and tell me to sing. You have to go. Please. Andre could snap me like a twig. He never takes his eyes off of me. I thought Wahoo was having an affair with you, but that wasn't it at all. It was the horse rides at midnight. He asked me to meet him one night after the show. I gave Andre the slip and met up with him. I thought he was going to get me out of here, but instead he handed me a lyric sheet. There it was, horse at midnight. Every note he had played with the lyrics underneath. He had memorized it word for word. He was so excited, he said we could record it and launch my career as a singer. I told him no, that we couldn't. We just couldn't. And he didn't get it. And that's when Andre found me. Do you know who pulled the trigger on him? No. Andre dragged me back home, gave me a few good bruises and locked me in my room. He never hits my face. Be bad for business. After that, he didn't let me out of his sight until you showed up. Then things got worse when they searched his place. They couldn't find the sheet, so they waited and jumped his girlfriend, who had even less of a clue. I can't take this. I could manage when I didn't know for sure what was happening, but now someone I know is dead. And Rhea? He talked about her all the time. The fact she's in danger, it makes me feel sick. 
Your husband, Frankie Carnett. He's Valentine, isn't he? I can't answer that. If we're going to get out of this jam, I need to know who we're up against here. You don't know. You have no idea who you're dealing with. I'm trapped here. And a prisoner at home. He even put up bars on all the windows. He'll kill you. The both of you and anyone else who's around for good measure. You have to go. I've said too much. Just forget me. Go grab Bria and run. That's all you can do. Run. Start running from trouble and you'll never stop. This isn't trouble, Mr. Phoenix. This is death. Back on in two. Okay. Thank you, Andre. I'll be right out. I'm due back on stage and you should get out of here. Take my advice. Forget about me and this club and get yourself out of the city. Don't look back. Goodbye, Mr. Phoenix. Goodbye, Ms. Wilde. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the microphone the very lovely, the very talented, the Silverlight Lounge's very own Miss Rose Wilde. Here, Mr. Phoenix. Let me hail you a cab. How kind of you, Andre. You know, I really felt like we got off on the wrong foot before. No, we didn't. Don't come back. Where to? Old Town. Just make a left here. That, 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 that was a, that was a left there. You missed it. Oh. Well, there goes your tip. Mind if I smoke? Might as well get comfortable. Oh, we won't be going far. Just to the Silverlight office. Good. I'd like to lodge a complaint. Eh, you just keep on talking, Mac. Get out. No funny stuff. Oh, but I just heard this great one about two gorillas who walk into a bar. <sighs> you know, I really didn't want to have to tie you up by myself, but you just won't shut up. Oh, you say that now, but wait until you hear this. So, two gorillas walk into a bar. Ah! A cheap shot from the back. White lightning cracked and the world went black. Floating in a dreamless landscape at the mercy of fate. Nothing in my mind but crime and the case. Came around from a slap to the face. Bound tight to a chair with no escape. Wakey, wakey. Eggs and bakey. You're gonna tell us where you got the girl stashed. But first, I need a bit of a workout. Well, I hear calisthenics are a great way to get fit. Oh! 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 That's a hell of a left you got there, Andre. Let's see another, make sure it wasn't a fluke. Yeah! Definitely not a fluke. Okay, that's the left. Let's see the right. Come on, get your jacket off. That's a good idea. I'd hate to bleed on it. Okay, that ring of yours is gonna leave a mark. Wow. What did I tell you? This guy don't shut up. It's an interrogation tactic. Keep talking about anything but what they want to hear. That... That's some nice ink on your forearm there. You an army man then, Andre. <laughs> oh, jeez. Did anyone get the number of that truck? 
Yeah, you keep talking, asshole. We'll break you before dawn. Oh, that's good. Because that man there said that there was eggs and bacon for breakfast and- <laughs> Well, that was a good one. <laughs> you must have knocked me all the way to Hollywood, cause I'm seeing stars. God, I hate you. Oh! <laughs> hey, 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 back off, Andre. He's gotta be alive to tell us anything. Let's take a break and let him swell up and bleed a little. Yeah, yeah, give him a minute to feel how many teeth you just knocked loose. Yeah, okay. Don't you go anywhere now. <laughs> I'll sit tight. I'm all tied up anyway. <laughs> Felix? Felix! Felix? Felix, are you alright? Can you hear me? <sighs> I felt better. Oh, God, look at you. I'm getting you out of here. I don't care what they do. No one else is getting hurt because of me. There, let me help you up. The cab's parked outside. He left the keys in the ignition. Get out of here, Felix. Get out of the city as fast as you can. Come with me, Rose. I can't. I have to get back to the club before anyone notices I'm gone. Then not now. Tomorrow. I'll get Rhea and make some arrangements. Meet us at Gertie's Grill at 9 tomorrow night and we all take off together. I know people who can help us vanish. You'll be free from Andre, your husband, from Valentine. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. Try. I don't want to leave all this without you. I'll try. But you have to go. 9 o'clock. Gertie's Grill. I promise I can get you away from all this. I'll try. Now go. I drove away from the scene, blurry and bloody, bones sore and head muddy. Swerving left, veering right, a busted man in a broken night, drunk on pain in the careless moonlight. You can see me now, none the worse, an occupational hazard in my line of work. I survived the drive, made it home alive, stumbled up to my lonely bed, and found Rhea there instead. She held my hand, cleaned me up, wiping bruises, bumps, and cuts. I told her everything that I'd learned, how torch songs burned, how they'd turned her life to rubble, killed her boy and caused this trouble. Everything I'd uncovered, and what we'd do with what I discovered. Not sure when I slept, but I woke at noon, made some phone calls while I paced the room. Everything was set by six o'clock, so I went to the diner and took my usual spot. This stanza is called, For Whom the Bell Tolls. So she says, I don't care where you grew up, you just don't talk to nuns like that. And I just tell her, woman, the nuns started this. When they're ready to apologize, I'll tell them how many Hail Marys to say, but until then, I hold the grudge. I am a Scorpio, after all. It's getting late, Leroy. Maybe you should let me close up for you. I'm good, man. I'd rather scrub these pots than go deal with that. Else it ain't even nine yet. I sort of need this place quiet tonight. You dig? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I read you. Just don't touch my grill.
Seriously, you touch that grill in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. Or not wake up at all. <laughs> I'll see you around, Felix. Yeah. Maybe. I wasn't sure you'd show. Neither was I, but I managed to slip away. Where's Rhea? Uh, she'll be here soon. I don't know how long I've got before he knows I'm gone. What's the plan? Where are we going? I'll explain once Rhea gets here. <laughs> I don't want to repeat myself. Well, how long until she arrives? I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm so nervous. Sit down. Take it easy. You're clutching that purse like it might fly away. <laughs> you want something to drink? It's just coffee and cold drinks at this hour. No hooch, I'm afraid. I'll sit, but I don't understand how you can be so calm. You've seen what Valentine's capable of. I just look calm. I'm actually shaking in my boots right now. Like how you're pretending to be scared. What was that? Nothing. Long night and a long morning after. You've got no idea how hard it is to organize things over the phone these days. But I've got it all set. Someplace safe and ready and waiting. Where? It's better if you don't know. You really don't like sharing information, do you, Felix? I feel like we've got something in common there. How do you mean? I've told you everything. You've told me a lot. That's not the same as everything. And what haven't I told you, then? I've been trying to figure it out, but maybe I should just ask point blank. Ask me what, Mr. Phoenix? That's a simple question. Do you work for Valentine, or are you Valentine? What? I don't understand. Yeah, you do. See, the big secret you're trying to protect here isn't that the songs you sing at the Silverlight are orders to Valentine's crew. It's that you write those songs. That's yeah, a slick angle. Even if you get busted, you just plead ignorant. You're just a girl singing in a club, after all. If you're trying to insult me, you succeeded. I'm a prisoner at that club. A caged bird made to sing. Could be. Could be coincidence you knew where to find me last night. Or that you knew they'd taken me at all, seeing as you were on stage when they grabbed me. Or that Andre tied the ropes just loose enough for you to undo them. That could all be a coincidence. What seems like less of a coincidence is the fact that you were there when Dale was killed. After you met with Wahoo, you said Andre took you home and didn't leave you until you met me. But I've seen Dale's body. He was beaten pretty badly. Mostly on his right side, which means he was hit by a southpaw, which Andre is. On the right of Dale's face was a cut, same as the one I've got now, right here, put there by Andre's signet ring. I noticed that when I first met him, so I knew he was there. He laid down the hurt on Dale when he couldn't find the sheet music. I believe you, though, when you said you never left his side. You went with him, because Dale would let you in without a struggle. See, the first thing I look for at a scene is if the door was forced open, and Dale's wasn't. Plus, you knew what to look for. One sheet of music looks the same as any other to most people, but you knew exactly what to look for. You're a creative son of a bitch, I'll say that much. Do you really think I had anything to do with any of that? I do. And it fits the scene that Andre was the shooter. Dell was shot with the good old military triple tap, one to the head, two to the chest. And there's some nice military ink on your man's forearm. Evening, Rhea. Come have a seat. We were just talking about the night Dale died. Is that right? Felix thinks I ordered Dale killed. He says I'm some sort of criminal mastermind. All these wild accusations. You could at least give me a light. Well, I don't see why not. I know I don't have anything solid yet, but I'll bet you left a print in that apartment. Probably on the chair you sat on and watched your goon beat Dale before dropping him. 
it's enough to start looking into you and the silver light. Is something wrong, Miss Wilde? You look nervous. Oh, I catch. I'm betting that lighting her cigarette was the signal for Andre to come in and kill us both, then snatch the register so it looked like a robbery gone bad. That was your plan, right? That, that's not it at all. I'm just shocked by you two. And yet you haven't left. Tell me, how exactly did you manage to get away from Andre if he guards you so closely? I just, I told him I was going to bed early, then I waited and climbed out the window. You said your room had bars on it. No, I said the house did. On the first floor, not my room on the second. You know, I saw your man on my way here. We had arranged for Detective Bell to arrest him when he made his move, but Bell was late. Felix told me about Andre, how he was the one who helped kill Dale. Do you know why he hasn't come to help you yet? It's because he's dead. I brought a knife with me tonight, just in case. When I saw him watching the diner from his car, I opened the door, and before he knew it, I pushed that knife into his neck again and again. I don't know how many times, but I know he's dead. You liar. See my hands? My jacket? That's your man's blood. No, it's not. You're lying. How do you know? Because Andre wasn't alone in that car. There. Doesn't telling the truth just feel different? Fine. Andre drove me here. I begged him for one more chance to convince Rhea to give the song pages back, and we could all just walk away from this. Honey, I just don't buy that. You'd have us both killed, just to be sure. I may have spoken too soon. Judging by the bulk in your purse, I know you're packing. You might want to get something smaller next time. Less weight to have to try and hide. How very astute of you, Mr. Phoenix. And I know that you aren't armed, that you never carry a weapon. You believe your ability to duck and weave will save you? But you can't dodge a bullet. True. I can't. Not at this range, anyway. <laughs> Always a jokester. Even in death. Of course. But I should warn you. I may not be armed, but she is. A woman needs to be able to protect herself. Especially when she's being led into a trap. Drop it. I could still shoot you. The both of you. You could. But the police are outside, and a kick in the pen for a double homicide will just ruin your complexion. And I guarantee I'll get at least one round in your pretty face first. Is it really worth finding out if you're fast enough? Put the gun down, Rose. That's over. That all depends. Where's Andre really? Detective Bell has your man in custody at the loud end of a 12-gauge. We planned that little scene to see if you'd choke. I didn't believe Felix when he said how much thinking Andre was dead would upset you. But it did the trick all right. That didn't take a detective to notice the way you two looked at each other. All right. You win. Here. I'll take that. Thank you. What did happen to the page? I know Rhea had it with her, but why? A gesture of love. I knew how hard Dale worked on that song. How hurt he was when you rejected the idea of recording it. He had such a gentle heart, so I took the page and designed a tattoo to show him how much I believed in him. Well, that's it then. A gold star for you and Mr. Phoenix. There is one last detail. Something you didn't know, Rhea. Dale was so excited about recording, about how much money he thought he could make with my songs. I asked him why he wasn't the kind of man who cared about money. He said he wanted to earn enough to treat his girl, to marry her and give her a good life. He died trying to make you happy. I hope you can live with that. That looks like the cavalry is here. Let's go, Mrs. Carnett. No, don't you move. Not yet. What? 
The woman with the gun is telling you to keep your ass in that seat, that's what. What are you doing? We're done here. Are we? What if I just shoot her now? Put a bullet through that perfect porcelain cheek and out the back of her head. Oh, God. Then she'd be dead and you'd go to jail. Nobody wins. I don't care about winning. I was shit out of luck the second his heart stopped beating. You have no idea what you took from me. If she can live with the things she's done, then why does she get to live at all? Felix, you can't let her do this. Personally, I don't think she's worth it. But well, maybe you should do what Dale would have done. You can't. You can't do this to me! You can't! Yes, I can. But I won't. Now get up. Valerie Carnett, you are under arrest for aiding and abetting in the murder of Dale Grisman and on suspicion in the murders of Steve Bassett and his secretary, Laura Finley. Well, how'd it go in there? The recorder should have picked everything up clear as day. It'll be a bit of a tangle, but you'll have enough for as many warrants as you need. I'm guessing she didn't outright confess to anything useful like uh, being Valentine then? Mm, afraid not. Yeah, that would have been too easy. Hey, they still grilling in there? You know, you're gonna have to go over this one from the very beginning with me. And over a very big plate of bacon. They're closed. Come back tomorrow. Careful with the gorilla there, boys. You! Fucking ass! When I get back on the street, I'm gonna finish what I started! Don't say anything more, baby. Let the lawyers handle it. You can't prove a thing, and you know it. Oh, come on, you big brute. <laughs> Officer, keep an eye on that one. Officers, wait. I have to know. Was it you? Did you kill Dale? So what if I did? Get that gun away from her! Drop it, Rhea! No! Let me go! Let me go to him! Andre! Someone cuff her! Now! No! 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 What did you do? You bitch! Now we're even. Put your hands behind your head. Get a medic in here and get these two into a squad car. Jesus Christ, Felix! I didn't see that coming. That's how the night ended. Anything but drab, both ladies in cuffs and Andre on the slab. Detective Bell made the news for the arrest while I went home and got some rest. Can't say I'm surprised that the kitten had it in her. Love can make you crazy and love can make you a killer. Up and down and back again, the drug of love is a hallucinogen. For her revenge, she was gladly condemned just to see her love's killer put to an end. This last stanza is called A Bird in a Cage. Prisoners forward, visitors remain seated. Remember, no sudden moves. Do not try and pass anything. No touching of any kind. Hey, Rhea. Hi, Felix. How's prison? Sucks. You see you made the papers? Early and afternoon editions, two days straight. They're calling you the Black Widow. Doesn't make sense if you think about it, but it sounds cool if you don't. <laughs> I'll take that. The diner got some fame too. It's actually busy now. Leroy makes sure no one touches my seat though. That puts me out of small talk. So talk bigger. Why'd you do it, Rhea? We had them under arrest. It was over. 
I don't know. Not in a way I can explain. I watched them walking him out, putting his gun in an evidence bag, the flick of the red and blue lights. Then it was like I could see ahead in time, to the trial, to the threats from Valentine to keep me from testifying, the press, and the whole thing dragging on, and all I knew was that I just wanted to skip it all and send him to hell. I'd do it again, Felix, again and again. Still no faith in justice? <laughs> Should I? You only get what you take. So, I took his life. You know none of the cops that were there are going to witness against you? They all say that they didn't see it happen. <laughs> so the system cuts both ways. How's her trial shaping up? They're going to have a tough time proving she was Valentine, and that's assuming she was. It could have been Andre for all we know. And what about mine? Well, the key witness against you is on trial for murder, so who knows? You could be out of here next week, or it could be ten years. I guess we'll see. I guess so. You know, they've got a tattoo gun in here. I still want to draw Dale's song. Just the music, though. That part was his. But I'm thinking of having the notes wrapped around a phoenix. What do you think? I think you'll do what you want to. <laughs> I don't know why you're so sore in the idea of love, Felix, but if I can offer you one piece of advice, all any girl wants is a man who will let her do what she wants. Let her be free and be there to catch her when she fucks up. <laughs> well... I was never very good at catch. <laughs> Always got to be the joker in the deck, huh, Felix? Always. Fits me like a fine suit. Goodbye, Rhea. It was nice meeting you. Goodbye, Felix. I'll buy you a drink when I get out. Sure. You know where to find me. And that, guys and dolls, is where we leave this scene. Bell was promoted, Rhea got revenge, Rose is on trial, and Andre met his end. And this slick cat got nothing. Bupkis. No dame to ease the pain, no coin to pay the lease. Just the knowledge that an old friend, a key man, can rest in peace. Thank you. Felix Phoenix, everybody. And keep that going for your house band, The Naked Flames. Don't forget to tip your waitresses and stay cool out there. Good night. Thank you for listening to Pulp Fury Radio. Please stick around for the credits. Jazz Noir, The Music of Murder. Written by B.T. Calloway. Directed, edited, and produced by B.T. Calloway and Elliot J. O'Neill. Starring Matthew Pritchard as Fearless Felix Phoenix. Kelly McBride as Rhea Smith and Gertie. Chris Satinsky as Rose Wilde. Thomas Bradshaw as Andre and Leroy. Craig Walker as Detective Bell. Tom Burt as Alex the Bartender. Sean Fleurl as Adam the Driver. Danny Rosewell as Donnie. Matthew Pritchard as The Moose. Steve Guntley as the Memphis Blue MC. With additional voices by Ellen Graham, Jack Picone, BT Calloway, and Elliot J. O'Neill. And as always, April Pressler as The Librarian. Recorded at SideQuest Studios, engineered by Elliot J. O'Neill. Featuring music by Felipe Saravia. Original songs, Dog and a Hound, and Let Me Drown. Lyrics by BT Calloway. Arranged and performed 
by Felipe Saravia. Copyright 2020, SideQuest Studios, all rights reserved. For more information and additional content, please visit our website at www.pulpfuryradio.com and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Pulp Fury Radio. And I've been your credits reader, Elliot J. O'Neill. End credits music by the Dave Plus One House Band. Hi everyone, this is BT Calloway. That was the final episode of Season 1 of Pulp Fury Radio. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, leave a comment or review and get in touch with us somewhere on the internet. We want to thank all our actors for their time and talents in bringing these stories to life. Full credits for every episode can be found on our website, pulpfuryradio.com. Until we meet again, thank you and good night. Because it is always midnight somewhere. <laughs>